April Maza. And this is Christy Showman Fair. And this podcast is overdue. We're friends and colleagues, librarians, librarians. And on this podcast, we talk about books and other stuff we're loving. Good morning, April. Good morning, Christy. Sorry, I was having some water. <laughs> that's okay. I, that's very necessary for podcasters. You got to have a big glass of water nearby. That's true. Stay hydrated. Everybody. Exactly. Or my my water bottle that or water cup that says "Holy Mother Forking Shirt Balls." <gasps> I love yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I was watching some Good Place bloopers on YouTube, and it made me want to <gasps> oh. rewatch the whole series. You know what I've been doing is when I, if I'm homesick or, or like just not feeling well, like sometimes just going and watching episodes. They're good, oh. like comfort yeah. episodes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So we are doing something new today. We can't see each other. It's really weird. It's just, super weird. <laughs> we just see little blue bars moving when we talk. <laughs> but it maybe it'll keep me from like showing you the cover of a book. And then, <laughs> but I like that <laughs> having to explain like, what's happening. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're all about new things lately. We are. Trying a new way to record yeah. a podcast. Yeah, trying to make thing the streamline the process so that we can get episodes out more quickly to our lovely fan base. That's the hope. Yeah. So today we're sticking again with a book each and book. something we love. We are. Do you want do you want to start us off with your book, even though I can't sure, see it? Sure, sure. So um, I'm going to be talking today about the Sunbearer Trials by Aidan Thomas. Um, and I will describe the cover to you since I, I don't have it to show to you. It's this gorgeous kind of teals and greens and blues with um, a young person on the cover um, who has wings and short, dark um, like black hair and um, like very lovely, like br um, brown skin holding a glowing skull. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I picked up this book because it's on the Massachusetts Teen Choice Book Award list uh, for the second year that the awards have existed. And I've been trying to kind of read through the list, uh, not necessarily because I'm working with teens, but because I'm in this space. I work with a lot of teen librarians in my job and it's fun to, to know what is out there and what people are excited about. So um, this is on the list this year, and I will have to admit that I actually thought it was a different book when I first picked it up, <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, my child's therapist had told me about this other book that exists in the Percy Jackson world and follows two characters uh, from that world as they're on an adventure. Also has Sun in the title, and I honestly don't remember the title right now. Um, but as I was reading this one, Sunbearer Trials, it it had some similarities uh, for the first like 50 pages or so in that the the world of the Sunbearer Trials is um, a Mexican-ish uh, fantasy world where there are semi-dioses, uh, so demigods, um, that are competing in a series of challenges uh, in order to maintain the, the, the status quo of soul, the, the sun god, um, being able to stay in charge of the world and, and keep things happy for everybody. Uh, I After about 50 pages, I was like, this is weird. This is this can't be the same book. Um, but I but I loved it anyway and kept reading. Um, I've been telling people that it's kind of a cross between Percy Jackson and Hunger Games. So basically, every 10 years, soul chooses um, 
uh, semi-dios is that they're all children of gods in this realm um, and they're teenagers and they're selected to do these trials um, and the winner then is to carry the the kind of the soul the 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 um, source of life to all the temples around the world and then the loser uh, has to sacrifice their themselves um, and <laughs> They die. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the main character is Teo. Uh, they are a teenager, um, Semidios, who's the um, child of Quetzal, the goddess of birds. And they're, um, or I guess they use he, he him. Um, he is trans. Um, and so I particularly loved that integration into the story that it's not a, like really a coming in of age story about a trans person, but a trans person who happens to be in this fantasy world, which is really fantastic and inclusive. And um, so, so Teo never really thought that they were good. He was going to be chosen for these trials because they never choose uh, kind of a lesser God's child. So I get, there are kind of like levels of gods. There are the, the golds, the jades, and then the obsidians. And the obsidians have been banished um, and from the world. And then the golds are the ones who are kind of the heroes of the world. And the, the Sunbearer trials have always just been gold semi-dioses who are in it. And this is the first time in a very, very long time that a jade semi-dios has been chosen. And so it's a big deal. And Teo is terrified. Um, he also you know, has wings because he's the, the child of the goddess of birds, but he's never used them. Um, partly because he's trans and the wings did not transition um, when he transitioned. And so they're not the right color and he's always been kind of um, self-conscious about it. So um, I just, I really fell in love with the world. Um, I think I may have mentioned at some point in, during episodes that I have been rediscovering Spanish. Um, I am like on day 692. Um, wow. my, yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, for, uh, in uh, Duolingo. Um, and I love the integration of Spanish language in this book where it's not, there are no translations for the words. I really like that too. Um, and so if you can't figure it out from context, you can look it up, but it's part of the the world and the culture. And, um, and I love the you know, the way each of the gods and goddesses are portrayed. Um, it's really fascinating. And so the one thing I didn't love, and uh, I think I've mentioned this again before, is I'm not usually a big, like, series reader. And I mm. was, like, heartbroken when I got to the end and realized <laughs> that there's going to be more. And I have to wait. I have to wait. But it is going to be a duology. So it is going to be just two books. And I think I can handle that. Um, I do really want to know what's happening to Teo and the other semi-dioses as um, they finish. So they at this first book gets through the first five trials and then something happens. And so uh, we have to wait and find out what is happening next. Um, and there are so many just fantastic characters. It's funny. Uh, it's real. Um, they're the, the, they see they feel like teenagers and um, I think that that's always really important in YA books and the parents are not absent their parents still are around and exist and they're all different types of parents there are some that are really loving and supportive and excited to to watch their children go through these trials some that are really dismissive or um, exacting and kind of not kind to their children and so uh, it's not just a single parental story in 
um, this book, which I think, you know, in, in uh, historically, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I, YA literature a lot of times ha- doesn't have parents um, in them right. at all, or you know, they're absent in some way. They're on vacation, or they died, or you know, apart. And it's it's it makes sense because you know the the teen years are are a time when they're kids are trying to separate from their parents. And so the YA books are focusing on teens. But I always find that not realistic for most kids. There is some sort of adult guardian in their life, um, whether they're fantastic or challenging. And so I really love that this one has parents and the parents are a wide variety of types of parent. Um, Just like the kids in the story are a wide variety of types of kids and different um, experiences and personalities. So yeah, Sunbury Trials, Aiden Thomas, truly fantastic. Yeah, it sounds really intriguing. And I agree, it's like kind of refreshing to just have, like, even though it's a fantasy, it sounds like the characters and their situations are realistic. Like, yes, yeah personalities and like sort of the dynamic of relationships and stuff. Yeah. And I, the, the world that, that Aiden Thomas has created is one that is very accepting of, of different gender mm-hmm. identities. And I really appreciate that too. Oh. Uh, yeah. There are oh. a couple trans characters and then there's a non-binary character and um, yes, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Why oh, you guys are so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, reacting because also while you were talking, my book is so similar mm. and it it's, I don't know. I think it's just, how do we do this? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, let me, I'll dive in then. Okay. So, okay. Well, one, it's a series, which I oh. also <laughs> don't really get into, um, but it's the Murderbot Diaries by Martha <gasps> Oh Wells. my gosh. I love those. Oh, love it so much. Um, and they, you know, like little disclaimer there, most of them are novellas. So they're actually like really short. And so if you were like, me and you're like, I'm not that much into series. You could just pretend they're all one big book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they are sci-fi. So a little different from fantasy, but has that same element of world building. And we get this really progressive future. Mm-hmm. So this is like one of the things I really appreciate about it, where like families are all different, different makeup of families. Like there's multiple parents and many children and um you know gender is more flexible and fluid in this future society and it's just more accepted um there's all sorts of different pronouns that people use and identities and it's not it's not a major part of the book it's just how it's it's described as just is yeah it's just described just like it would be in any other book but that you know, typically has just the binary structure. So I loved that. Like I thought like that, and it also just made it more realistic. Like, you know, I don't know what hundreds, thousands of years in the future, that's what, you know, uh, humans could be like, you know, just um, things we haven't even thought of yet. But anyway, this um, series is actually told from the point of view of a security unit, which is, uh, part human and part robot, but it has this like really disdainful attitude towards humans <laughs> and doesn't like the human part of itself. Like, is it, like it doesn't like emotions. It doesn't like caring about humans. 
Um, and it calls itself Murderbot, uh, which is why it's called the Murderbot Diaries, because it is from their point of view. The first one is called All Systems Red. And I've been listening to them, which I can't recommend highly enough. The narrator is Kevin Free, and he, he just does an amazing job with this tone of the mm-hmm. murder bot. Like it's um, sarcastic and um, kind of, I think sardonic is the right word, like just kind of flat um, because, you know, they are part robot and they don't really like emotion, as I said. So, but then it'll be also very angsty. So <laughs> like it'll be like, ugh, my humans, you know, did this again. And so like the narration is just, ah, chef's kiss. I, I just love it so much. And, and that humor is actually what has like kept me, um, engaged in the series. Like I, I'm the plot, even not so much. Um, <laughs> I, you know, each book has some sort of different, um, kind of adventure going on. And actually I talked about it with a friend and they, they're kind of more like mysteries yeah, you know than like yeah. a pew pew sci-fi kind of thing <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's more like um tr- you know there's a problem in like kind of trying to figure out the, i don't want to give too much away but like the issue behind it right um you know why is Murderbot calling itself Murderbot? <laughs> um so like that's intriguing and everything but what really like keeps me going with the series is i just love Murderbot itself awesome, amazing character, awesome narrator. Um, And then, yeah, the world building is like super intriguing and the humor Um, about gender again, which I think is interesting. Uh, So Murderbot refers to itself as it because it, it has no gender. Mm -hmm. It is an it, it's a robot part human. And, um, and I mentioned the narrator is male. Mm -hmm. So, in my mind, I often think of Murderbot as he. And when I was talking again about it with a friend. Me. They, you were talking about it with me. Was it you? Yes. Were you the one that said she? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was another friend. No, no, it was me. <laughs> I talked about it with a lot of people. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. I read it as ebooks, And I don't, I think maybe because the author is female. Yeah. That I thought it as thought of Murderbot as more coded feminine. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I think it's fascinating. It's so interesting. Um, It also talks about about like how our, our cultural perspectives of gender have really like they, it's in our psyche, right? It's, it's how we're, we're, even when we're not thinking about it, we kind of like start coding things. No, totally. And even if it's, it gets on the page saying it's, it totally is like, I have no gender. (laughs) Like I'm a robot mm-hmm. or mostly robot, whatever. And it's like, yeah. So again, as like as progressive as I like to think I am, like my brain still mm-hmm. does You know that what it exactly. makes me think about is um the kind of the ridiculous backlash when the Hunger Games movies came out when white reader readers got mad that Rue was being cast oh. as a black girl because they read it and totally ignored what was on the page and then Mm -hmm. pictured a white girl in the stories. And it really just goes to that. Those biases that we have kind of learned are in our brain in a way that even when we're presented with, with, um, 
evidence, right? <laughs> uh, we still kind of imagine some that what works in our brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very like egocentric, <laughs> and and that's okay. Like that's for yeah. you know that's that is part of being human. But like we can kind of recognize it and and grow a little. So I think like yeah, this this book is a good example of that. Like, um. But uh, what else do I want to say about it? Um, well, it's won like a ton of awards. It's been on the New York Times bestseller list. I guess I'm just a little late to the party. Because like I said, I've talked about it with a lot of people who have read it. And um, I, I really do love it. But yeah, it ha- I think it has like a wide appeal, though, too. So mm-hmm. if you, again, are like, oh, I'm not really into sci-fi. I think there's just so much here. Um you know, like I said, like the characters, the world building, the humor, um, the narration is so great. Uh, and you can, if you want the audio, it's on Libby and Hoopla. Cool. Um, and like I said, they're also very short and most of them are out. There is a new one coming out <gasps> soon. There is. Yeah. Um, but most are all the rest are out. So it's like, you don't have to wait, which I do yeah. hate. And I you hate feel so successful because they're short. And so you're like, I just read four yeah. books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with the audio, there's like, you know, I think the first one's only like four hours. So you could even do that on like a long car ride or something. So yeah, that's my book recommendation. Awesome. Yay. So, um, Go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to have you go next. Okay. What you've been loving. I, so I have to admit that I didn't ex- decide what I was going to talk about until this morning. I've been going back and forth on with two things all week. Um, and, you know, one, one moment I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. And then another moment, I'm, no, I'm going to talk about this. But the, so what really cinched it is last night, Scott and I were uh, watching the show And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to have this be my love because it is of the moment more than than the other thing. And so I figure it was a good time. So I'm going to talk about the after party, uh, which I think I had mentioned to you over text. Yeah, it's on Um, my list to watch. So it is a show uh, that was released in 2022 on Apple TV. It is a comedy murder series, uh, kind of a, what do they call it? Um anthology series although the first so the first season follows one story and the second season follows a second story though there are characters that overlap both seasons it's a a creation of uh phil lord and christopher miller who may or may not be names that people know but they are the the duo behind um and and real influential for um movies like the lego movie uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs spider-man across the spider-verse um they've also um their team that have done some tv shows as well this one is listed as primarily christopher miller being the creator and director but the two work together on it and um the the cast is just fantastic so uh the One of the main characters um, is played by Tiffany Haddish, who we've talked about before. Uh, She is this just remarkable comedian um, and writer and uh, actress, actor. And um, I just, I love watching her perform. And so she plays this, a detective um, who is called to us 
a scene of a murder at the, which is an after party after a high school reunion up in Marin County, which is uh, in the Northern California. And uh, it's the 15th high school reunion for this group cast of characters. And the, um, the show, each episode is the same night at uh, the reunion and the after party from their perspective. And I love that format format. It is fantastic and allows you to kind of see how everybody's perspective shifts that one person's kind of baggage and biases and experiences shifts how they see the 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 situation and there's some really like stark differences in in the same scene um and it is so really really well done it's incredibly funny sometimes kind of like over the top slapstick kind of funny and sometimes it's just really smart um intellectual jokes um but so the 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 rest of the characters are um people who went to high school together and are now at the this after party and so um it's the party takes the first season the party takes place at this um really well-known pop stars home. His name is Xavier. He's played by Dave Franco, uh, who's James Franco's brother. So I spent the first like three episodes being like, he looks really familiar (laughs) 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 without knowing like who he was. Um, And then um, all the other, like the kind of wide cast of, of people for high school, you have like the mean girls and the nerds and the, the um, goth girl and the um, kind of the party girl. And um, so the, the kind of other people are played by um, Alana Glazer is one of the characters, Ben Schwartz, and then um, Sam Richardson, who um, he you might know him from Ted Lasso. He played Edwin Akufo, the um, really wealthy man who wanted to to kind of create a new oh, uh, yes. football league. Yeah, yes. um, so he actually won an award for that. I didn't realize it, and. Um, and I also didn't realize he's American. So he did a really great job with his his role there. Um, but he plays, um, uh, um, he's basically the main character of season one and season two, in addition to Tiffany Haddish's character. And he is an escape room um, creator. And so he kind of is trying to solve the mystery of the murder. Um, and season two then takes place after a wedding, but I'm not gonna tell anybody about it because if you haven't watched season one, Season two won't make any sense then, but um, but we have some new character, some new actors, including um, Ken Jeong and John Cho, um, who kind of show up, and it is just it's just fantastic. I am in really really enjoying it. Um, it's a lot of fun. They play with style. Um, so, like in season one, there's a there's a whole animated episode. Um, in season two, there are there's one that feels more like a Jane Eyre um, story and one that's kind of a, a, a noir um, detective story, uh, all because of each person's perspective is different. And so it gives the I, th- I think it gives the creators and the actors all this like creativity and the ability to try on different styles and different approaches. And I'm sure I keep thinking like, it must be so fun to be on set and to like get to do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, I've, it's really just been a, a bright spot in my life the last few weeks. So the after party, awesome. I love it. Yeah. I've seen the preview and I thought it looked amazing and put it on our to watch list. Yeah. And I think I noticed that in the preview too about sort of kind of mixing different mm-hmm. styles and and I love the idea too like you said of like different perspectives because mm-hmm. there is this idea of like 
different truths. Exactly. Or, you know, like yeah. what, what, you know, and it's not so much truth and lie. It's just more perspective. Interpretation. Yeah. yeah. Interpretation yeah. and perspective. Yeah. And I, I think about that a lot too, like how we remember conversations with people mm-hmm. and how we then craft a story in our head about how something went. Um, but we don't really like our, our memories are not like video cameras recording things. Right. They're like interpreting so much feedback at all times. And so this really kind of puts that on stage. Like that's, here's an insight. That's the main character. Is this like, you know, what is the reality where we're really like seeing all these interpretations of it? Um, I also will just put in a thing is like, I love mysteries and heists and this has both and it is just perfect. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And the humor. Yes. That, oh, of course. Yeah. When you said it was like a murder comedy, I was like, oh, that's like my book series. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I found this really fantastic article that was from the, that was written at, at, after the first season. Um, it called the after party and the rise of the TV comedy mystery. Mm-hmm. And they talk about only murders in the building. Yeah. Um, and then the one, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, the one that um, Kristen Bell was in. Oh yeah. I never did see that. Girl. Yeah. So it was, it's way over the top. Really, really funny. Um, and uh, I guess there's also one murderville, which I haven't watched. Um, what did I goof? Oh yeah, I did. I watched that first ep- actually. <laughs> I'm looking at this article I'm like did I watch that I did and like the first episode it's like an improv um that pairs uh Will Arnett's detective with celebrity guests and the one episode we watched took place in a library and I was like all those books are shelves wrong <laughs> <laughs> but you know the this kind concept of that like life is funny a lot of times. And yeah. so murder mysteries don't have to be like serious um, mm-hmm. and have a lot of humor in them. Yeah. What okay. do you love? So mine is music related. Ooh. Um, I was somewhere recently where I could only listen to like downloaded music on Spotify. I didn't have a, cell service and so I was sort of like oh I want to listen to something what do I have downloaded because I I don't even remember what (laughs) what I'm doing half the time and I had downloaded this album it's called Another Side by Leo Nocentelli and I couldn't remember like why I had downloaded it what it's all (laughs) about and I start listening and what I love in particular well there's a couple things I love about this The first song is called Thinking of the Day, and it is one of the most beautiful songs. Like, whenever I hear it, it kind of makes me sad. It's just Mm -hmm. like a very, like, chill, slow, low-key, almost like folksy song. It's really beautiful. Um, Let's see, I wrote down some. Oh, he says, thinking about tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. I guess I'll be thinking about tomorrow until my day is done. And it's just, I don't know, it's like very melancholy and really pretty. Um, But then the next song is like kind of funky. (laughs) And um, the whole album is like this, like he's got this amazing voice. Um, On the cover, he's, it's like he's playing his guitar in front of a crowd. He's got this like great Afro and he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth And the whole thing is so timeless that 
I started once I got internet access, <laughs> I start going down this rabbit hole. Like, what is this album? Why did I download it? Like, <laughs> who is this guy? So I can't, you know, I did not discover this guy. I can't take any credit because he's been around for a really long time. Um, he he was in um, a funk band uh, from New Orleans called The Meters. Um, he's written, he does a ton of songwriting and he's written songs for like Etta James and all these famous people. Um, he's worked with all these famous people, but this album was recorded in 1971. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's before you and I were born. Whoa. (laughs) I didn't expect that. Yeah. Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. And, and when you listen to it, that's the thing, like you listen to it and like, I remember when I first heard it, I was getting hints of like, this feels like it could have been, you know, f- like many years ago, the the lyrics, the style of the music. But it also really feels like this could be like a new up and coming, you know, artist. Yeah. Um, but the thing, part of why I picked it, it's like, not only do I love the music, but I love the story. Like, I just love that this album was recorded in 71 and then it was lost for 50 years. It was not seriously. Yeah. It was not published until uh, 2021 or released. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know. Re- <laughs> album lingo. <laughs> Drop. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, um, you know, I don't, I don't know the whole story. There's, there's all sorts of uh, articles out about it, but it's like, you know, just, I think, especially because he was part of a band and he did do some solo stuff, um, you know, just got, and you do hear these stories, like things get recorded and then forgotten about. Um, but I just couldn't believe, yeah, for 50 years, it like kind of sat on a shelf and someone rediscovered it and decided to put it out there in the world. And I, I just love that. I, and I love that it's kind of given him like, um, a new audience, yeah. put it that way. You know, if people like discovering right. all these people that this album, yeah. yeah. And I'll I'll try to do play a clip, but it is on um, Spotify for sure. And it's just yeah, it's just like a beautiful, like I said, it's kind of mix of different styles, um, but especially I think also because it's beginning to be fall around here, mm-hmm. it's like a nice cozy listen. Um, so definitely check that out. Awesome. Thank you. I love yeah. I love n- music that's new to me. I get really I do rabbit holes too. Actually, and that was the, my other love. I'm not going to say it because I'm going to save it for another time. Like <laughs> I, I like had a day where I was just running around the house wearing headphones and like <laughs> listening to stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, this is great. I I like this format. I, uh, I, me too. Yeah. It's like a little bit shorter time with you, but. Not really, because nobody knows that we've forty <laughs> minutes talking before we start recording. That's true. That's true. But it is it is nice too to like really focus in on a couple things, yeah. and we hope that like there are things that our listeners are interested in too. And Absolutely. whether it's whether it's a book or our love, that you're like maybe getting onto something that's new for you too. Or if there's something that you think we should know about, we would love to hear. Uh, you can send us ideas. You can still send us questions. We're happy. To, we'll, we'll, we can still answer them um, on the podcast. Uh, you can email us at thispodisoverdue at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. This pod is overdue. And our new website, uh, we uh, sadly had to move uh, 
ho- website host, but so we are now this pod is overdue.alidu, which is A-L-I-T-U.com. And you can find all of our episodes there. Plus we'll have links to our transcripts, um, plus information about the creators and the things that we love. Happy reading. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to This Podcast is Overdue with Christy and April. Bye, everyone. Happy reading. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks. And happy reading. Wait. Oh, I messed it up. (laughs) Uh, Wait. Bye. (laughs) So weird not being able to see you. I know. Tomorrow until my life is done.